Welcome to the Man on Fire Rising podcast with David Mailer. If you're looking to grow and become the man and king you were born to be, you're in the right place. Each week, David will provide men with tools, tips, and strategies for their business, relationship, body, heart, and mindset. Get ready to rise into your passion, power, and purpose, and live your life to its full potential. Now, let's dive in. What is up, everyone? It is David Mailer here, the Man on Fire mentor, coming to you. Yes, you. And you're most likely seeing me either on Facebook or on YouTube on Instagram, or whatever other social platform there is out there, because there's always new ones being created. But it's always an honor and a privilege to serve my fellow brother, because iron sharpens iron, and we are all here to help each other rise. None of us want to be the tugboat weighing down other people. We all want to be that lighthouse, shining our light and helping others find their way home, back to the light back into the congruence, back into the coherence, back into the authenticity, back into the alignment of who God made you to be and you signed on for in your agreement with your own soul. So welcome. You are in the right place. This is David Mailer, the Man on Fire mentor, and we are going to cover some of the questions that were submitted in our private Facebook group, and I'm going to answer the questions to the best of my ability More as a generalization, because if I had the opportunity to engage with you, I would ask you more questions, uncover more information, and from there, I could better offer up suggestions, and it's usually through the power of my questions to help you discover the truth inside of you, rather than me give you a truth. I'm always here to help you guys discover more truth for yourself. So with that said, we're also today going to cover how to reclaim your boundaries and your self-respect, a huge one for guys, where so many of you admittedly will say that you have given away your cojones, you have given away your balls, you have uh, disrespected yourself, you don't own your respect, and you don't own your boundaries. So I am going to give you guys a little bit of a flavor and understanding of how do you start reclaiming that in an authentic way, where it's not pseudo-alpha tough guy male. How do you do it in a way that's really honoring to you and those around you? All right. Without any further ado, let us dive right in and address some of the questions and I'll come back to today's topic. So here we go. Here we go. The first question that was submitted, this gentleman writes, I have known her for five years. She had moved away, but in January, she moved back to be with me. I had never been this happy in my life, and I had never seen her this happy before. I got her a job, which started our downfall. She said I was bossy, controlling, and confrontational. So she left to be with her mom and her dad. Later, I found out she was talking with an ex while she was with me. I was broken. I failed to protect her from me. I was afraid to face my own fears, to be vulnerable, and to see her essence. I called her and I told her I was coming across as pointing fingers and had pushed her away. I let my ego take over. We had a good talk. We will see what happens. Do you have any suggestions on what I can do now? So beautiful. All right. So what 
what are my suggestions? Well, my suggestions are simple. The first thing you always want to do is you want to take a look at your own patterns and how they are interfering ultimately with the vision that you have for your life and the vision that you have more specifically for your relationships, right? You have this vision. Here's what I want in a relationship, right? I want love. I want intimacy. I want vulnerability. I want passion. I want trust. I want communication. So there's all these things you want. And then the question is, well, how do I make that happen? How do I get there? And part of the answer is you have to be able to start doing the work on yourself to find out what are the patterns that you're bringing with you into a relationship that stem all the way back from childhood that are unconscious to you outside of your field of vision that are going to ultimately show up in the relationship, which is exactly what this guy shared, where, you know, he became more confrontational and and more forceful and, you know, his fears took over and um, this is what happens. He became controlling and bossy. So where did that come from? And it comes from uh, fear uh, of lack of losing control and it comes from lack of, you know, feeling worth. And so we take on these personality traits and these characteristics that are not really us, rooted in jealousy, rooted in, you know, trying to get away from feeling like I'm not good enough or I'm unlovable. So you become overly controlling, maybe you gaslight, and you just become overbearing. And the common thread, the common thing that that is behind this for a man is that he hasn't grown himself enough. He hasn't done enough work on himself. And of course, a relationship is going to bring up the darkness. It's going to bring up the parts of us that were pushed down. It will bring up the shadow. And, you know, you can come into a relationship very conscious with your partner that the two of you will be mirrors for each other. And you are in a relationship to help one another heal. And you're going to be acting out all the stuff you saw your parents do and their parents did. And you're, you're carrying through generations, through the lineage, all these different energetics that are going to ultimately show up in your relationship. So you have to have a level of empathy and compassion for yourself, but you also have to be willing as a man to do the work. And by doing the work and illuminating your own patterns, you can start to transition the pattern. You can start to play your game differently rather than let the game play you. This is exactly what we teach men that come into our coaching programs, by the way, guys. This is where you start to develop the acuity of recognizing and seeing what was once invisible or behind you. All of a sudden, you bring it to the foreground like, wow, I could see my pattern clear as day. And then once you see it, then the question is, well, what are you going to do about it? Seeing it's not enough, right? Knowing it's not enough. Doing something with what you know. Okay, now we're talking. That's called action. Well, how are you going to make that happen? Well, most of you won't. Most of you won't. That's the sad truth. Most of you won't. Well, then what do we do? What do we do? Well, that's where you lean into a brotherhood. That's where you lean into support and challenge and accountability. If you can't do it on your own, if you're not a Navy SEAL, you don't have like an enormous discipline and decisiveness governing your life, you got to get some help. But it all starts with your, your willingness to want to grow yourself as a man. So this man, this gentleman asked me for my suggestions. Yeah, it's simple. Have a conversation with this woman. Let her know that you're crazy about her. And by the way, it's not about using my words. I'm going to say that again. It's not about using my words. This is about you finding what's authentic for you. But I'm giving you like a contextual framework. And I want you to feel my energy behind this, the congruence behind it, which is you're going to let her know that you're crazy about her. And that she triggered some stuff in you that brought up some of your insecurities, that you're, you're just being trans vulnerable with her. I'm being transparent. It brought up jealousy. It brought up some of my qualities that I'm not proud of, you know, controlling, bossy, confrontational. And that, you know, um, 
You're embarrassed that those parts of you uh, got activated and that you are going to do everything in your power to want to work on yourself as a man and grow yourself because she's worth it. And you recognize you got a lot of work in front of you, a lot of work ahead of you, and that she's worth it and that your journey has just begun. And you don't want to promise her that it will never happen again because, of course, it will. What you can promise is that I'll bring awareness to it and you guys can work on ways where you can bring levity, you can bring playfulness into the relationship. Like maybe you have a code word, right? If she sees you getting bossy or controlling, she could, you know, like I, for example, like if my wife gets a little um, grouchy and she's being a little pointed, I'll jokingly say, uh-oh, look out, everyone, run for your lives. Here comes the rare dinosaur back from extinction. Here comes the grouchalotopus. And I use levity, right? I can use humor to dissolve the situation rather than matching fire with fire. So can you guys find a code word? Can you mutually agree that if she sees you going down a certain path, you have a certain word that will be a circuit breaker or vice versa? That would be a great suggestion. But the greatest suggestion I have for you is you have to be willing to choose a life of growth and get into a tribe of men that will hold you to the fire of accountability to your true potential. A woman is not designed to be your life partner in terms of holding your ass accountable. You have to either have the self-discipline for that, which many of you really won't, or you have to be in a group, a peer group, that will challenge you and hold you to the fire of what's possible in your life, which is why guys join Man on Fire, because they want challenge, they want support, and they want accountability. That's what's missing from most men's lives. Women have sisterhoods, they have circles, and they're able to support each other in this way. What do men have? We got a garage, we got a cave that we disappear to, and we don't come out until we got the problem solved. The next thing you know, we're 60. Where'd my life go? Well, you, you buried yourself in, in a cave. And you were you were too proud to get support. You were too proud to be vulnerable. And so you threw away years and now lost time is never found. You don't want that. So figure out how do you expedite time. It's simple. Go hang out with those that are already doing it. That's why you guys are following me right now because you know I'm living it. I'm not just teaching it. I'm living it. So if you want a shortcut to grandma's house, it's called get involved in a community of men that will challenge you and hold you to being accountable to who you are. Well, how do I do that? Well, I'm not talking about the free Facebook group. This is just you hearing me. You're not going to do anything with what I tell you other than you're going to nod your head and you're going to say, man, what this guy's saying is speaking to my heart, speaking to my soul. I'm really resonating with what he's saying. Yeah, but what are you going to do about it? And the truth is nothing. Most of you, probably 99 out of 100 of you, you won't do anything with what I'm telling you until you're challenged, supported, and held accountable, which is why guys apply to one of our coaching programs, which we'll get into later. All right, let's get on to another question, then we'll get into today's topic. This gentleman writes, is it needy to want to be able to talk, hear her voice, or read a text from her? Well, guys, what I would say to this question is I have more questions for his question. I don't know. Who is he talking about? Is he talking about his wife? Is he talking about his girlfriend? How long have they been together? Have they been together a week? Have they been together a month? Have they been together a year? Has it been 20 years? I have no idea. I don't have enough information. So what I can speak to is go back to one of the Facebook lives that I did where I talked about neediness. And most of us, if we're, if we're really honest with ourselves, we would recognize that we come into most of our relationships as very needy. And what do I mean by that is, I need you to validate me. I need this car. I need this house. I need this money. I need this job. I need this woman. I need these kids. I need this dog. I need the extra house. I need more money. I need all these things so I can finally feel like I'm enough. And so you attach yourself as a man to all of these things that are external to you. And then all of a sudden when you start losing some of those things, 
you feel like you're losing a piece of you and now you don't know who you are anymore because you attached your self-worth to the things that you need outside of you, meaning you are seeking validation externally sourced. That is a sure plan to backfire because you haven't cultivated and grown yourself enough, dug your roots in deep enough, like that mighty oak tree where you're imperturbable and unwavering and you know who you are and you're not after the externals to fill you up. You're filling yourself up internally because you know who you are and you're grounded and you're rooted you're in your center, you're in your power, you're in your heart, trusting your intuitive knowing, speak your voice and truth into existence, you're connected to source. This is the journey we're all on if you choose it for yourself, right? The path of growth to be a man on fire. But many of us are too needy. So I don't know what the answer is for this gentleman. What I can tell you is to always look at what's your why? What's your why behind what you're doing, right? Like I recently was coaching a client and, you know, he... he um, he asked, you know, his partner, oh, why? Um, why didn't you pick up the phone? So I said to him, well, why did you ask her that? Why did you ask her that? What's your why? Right? And more often than not, you're going to see your why is rooted in your insecurities. Your why is rooted in you feeling unworthy or unlovable. It's rooted in jealousy. And you want your why to be much bigger. So this is about looking at it from the perspective of what's your deeper why? What is the consciousness that's fueling your choice? It's like you could go to the gym because you want to look good or you can go to the gym because you want to feel good or you can go to the gym because when you feel good, it allows you to be of service to others. You can go to the gym because it feels so good, it connects you to God. So you could be choosing to do something, but your why is what matters because that's what will reveal what level of consciousness you're residing at. So I'm a big why guy. I want to know why. What's your why? Are you honest enough with yourself to really reveal your why? So I would ask this guy to look at his why. What's the reason? What's the reason for all this? And if it's pure and if it's clean, great. Kudos to you. And if it's not clean, clean it up. Clean it up. All right. Let's get to one more question and then we'll get to today's topic. One more question then today's topic and then we'll get to the rest of the questions. Here we go. Here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. This gentleman writes. He writes. I was a pleaser for the past 11 and a half years. Pretty impressive that he knows that. I was able to afford my wife the opportunity to stay at home. Over time, she started smoking weed, which evolved into a $500 to $700, excuse me, a month habit. When COVID happened, I was laid off, but continued through side work to make a similar income, yet not as steady. Arguments ensued when I tried to get her to cut back on smoking as much, but I tucked my tail for fear of losing my wife. Then I could not anymore. When I told her no more, she moved out and stated she wanted a divorce. One month later, she is falsely accusing me of physical abuse and adultery. I always felt we would work it out, but now I am in total defense mode legally and don't and we don't talk. What should I do from here? Oh man, we feel for you, brother. There's a lot here. There's a lot here. So there's a lot to unpack in this. And, and I'm, I'm going to tell this gentleman, I'm not, I'm not here to tell you what to do, but I'll offer up some reflections for you to look at. And you can pull from it what work, works for you. And guys, anytime you, you hear me speaking, you know, put on the spaghetti strainer. If you like what I'm sharing and it resonates as truth for you, great. Let the spaghetti stick. And if it doesn't, let it pass through like water does through the spaghetti strainer. All right. So let's look at the bigger picture here. 
which really is, you know, what is it that prevented this gentleman through the duration of the marriage to not be fully expressed, right? Which, which really takes us into today's topic, which we'll get into in a moment about reclaiming your boundaries and self-respect. Because here's a, a classic question that's posted that has to do with boundaries and self-respect. You know, where, why was it so long that he tolerated less than? Why was it for so long that he abandoned his soul's truth and soul knowing and wouldn't speak up into his own admission? He was afraid to lose her. And if you're operating from a space of fear, if you're coming from a space of lack, then you're not coming from a space of abundance. And ultimately, if you're coming from that place, the guarantee is that you'll lose everything you're trying to hold on to because it's not clean. Because what it's really rooted in is, please don't leave me because if you leave me, I'll feel unworthy and unlovable. So I'll do whatever I can to manipulate the situation, whether it's um, lie, whether it's cheat, steal, become a pleaser, a yes man, turn you into mom. I'll do whatever I have to do. I'll buy you more rings. I'll buy you more jewelry. I'll take out more vacations. I'll do whatever I can. Just please don't leave me because we're terrified to be left alone like we were when we were a child. Maybe a mother left, a father left, a parent passed away. Whatever it was, we have abandonment issues and we link that to self-worth and we somehow, you know, equate love into loss. And if I lose her, then, you know, who am I? So next thing you know, we're a shell of ourselves. We're not showing up in our full authentic power as a man. And how could she respect us? How could she possibly respect us from that place? Now, this is never about shame. Uh, sorry, this is never about blame and fault, guys. This, this isn't about blaming this man, faulting this man, or blaming or faulting his wife. What we can say is that obviously she's buried a lot of emotions. She probably had a traumatic past, as most women do, where they have lots of betrayal from the masculine. And we might think we're doing the right thing by pleasing and giving and overgiving. And a part of us, it's real, it's genuine and it's authentic. But the truth is, we're really hurting them by not being in our full power, by not claiming our self-respect, by not claiming our boundaries, and by not speaking truth into existence with an open heart, but in our power. And if we give up this fear of somebody leaving us and this fear of being unworthy and unlovable, how might you conduct yourself differently? So clearly, if this person has been numbing out through weed for such a long period of time, you, it's safe to say that there's been hurts, wounds, and traumas from her past that she doesn't want to feel. And I'll tell you right now, one of the things I learned from one of my teachers for a long, uh, many moons ago was that weed is an emotional annihilator, which prevents you from taking action because the fundamental purpose of emotion is to help you take action. And when you smoke weed, and I'm not cutting down anyone that smokes weed. This is not a debate whether or not weed's good for you, bad for you. You should do it. You shouldn't do it. Is it okay? Is it legal? Is it illegal? You got your own, you got your own mirror to look into. You got, you know, you can lie all you want to yourself and you can lie to others, but the mirror won't lie to you. Your relationships won't lie to you. They'll always reflect back what you need to look at and your relationship with God, it will never lie to you. So I'm not here to debate. I'm just telling you that weed destroys your emotional leverage to make change. And clearly it's whether you choose alcohol, whether you choose weed, it's a form of pain management. Whether you choose porn, whether you choose affairs, whether you choose overworking, whether you choose strip clubs, massage parlors. You name it. We all have ways of zoning out. For some of us, it's, you know, working out. For some of us, we might even escape doing yoga. And we're, we're escaping to all these things. We have all these forms of pain management because we don't want to slow down enough to feel what's there, like what's bubbling under the surface, which is the hurts and wounds and traumas that you push down that you don't want to go back and revisit. Who would? But, you know, they are going to spring up on you later in life. And that's exactly what's happening in all of our relationships. The stuff that we push down comes around. The stuff we ignored shows up at our door. Right? 
whatever we resisted continues to persist. We know this. So this is, you know, a sum total of this man not living in his power and not being able to crack open the moment, but penetrate the moment open and earlier in the relationship say, hey, are you willing to take a look at why why you smoke? I'm not here judging you. I, I effing love you. But I also recognize that there's it's possible that you're doing it to cover up some some emotions that you've buried, right? And your role as the man is to create the safety for her to even want to go down that road. You can't just spring it on her and sign up to be her life coach or her mentor or her teacher or her father. Like you got to be enough in your power. And guess what? For some of you guys that are committed to a life of growth, for some of you, here's the bottom line. You might be with a partner that doesn't want to grow. You might be with a partner where your soul contract has come to completion. You might be with a partner where you've taken it as far as you can take it. And one of you might be sitting on top of the hot air balloon, keeping the other one from rising. Now, more often than not, I don't find that to be the case. More often than not, I put the responsibility. I didn't say blame. I didn't say fault. But more often than not, I put the responsibility and the ownership on the man. When a man levels up, when a man comes from his mature masculine, when a man steps into his leadership, when a man is in his heart, he owns his voice, he's intuitively guided, he trusts his relationship to source, he comes from his power, and he's rooted, he's imperturbable, unwavering, steadfast, he's present. When he knows who he is, which by the way, most of us aren't there, it's a life of growth to get to this place. But when you're coming from this place, your partner most likely will reveal to you the real version of her. Most women are going to conceal their heart. They're not going to reveal it to you because the masculine through eons of time have betrayed the feminine. I'm not faulting and I'm not blaming. I'm just saying it like it is. You, you go back to your stories of your parents or their parents. You know, I don't have to look further than my mother. When she turned six years old, her father took off with another woman. Boom, betrayal. And my father cheats on her and gets divorced. So, I mean, it's betrayal after betrayal for the feminine. How are they supposed to trust? And the only way it's going to happen. Well, there's two ways. One, she has to work on herself and choose to live with an open heart, regardless if the masculine's not mature enough, and trust that if she lives in her heart, she can attract a man that is powerful and lives in his heart. There, There's that possibility. And the, the other way is grow yourself into the masculine leader that you were born to be and cultivate and hold the space for the feminine that you attract into your life to be able to open up and reveal her heart to you because you've grown yourself enough as a man. Those are the two choices. The woman either will do it in spite of the fact that she can't trust in the masculine, but she's going to still choose to open up her heart. And in doing so, maybe she will attract in a king, the energy of a king, a guy that's really in his masculine leadership and ready for that level of commitment. And he's done with all of the nonsense on the side, all of the affairs, all of the flirting, all of this crap that's taking you away from living into leadership. So this is all about us as men stepping up and stepping in to who we were born to be. This is exactly what Man on Fire is about, helping you rise with passion, with power, and with purpose in your life, challenging you, supporting you, holding you accountable to your true potential, holding you to the fire. I'm not talking about these free Facebook groups that I come into and I give you this. I'm talking about who is the man that's listening that's ready to step into a world of challenge, support, and accountability, who wants to explore one of our coaching programs. And if it's not with Man on Fire... Totally cool. I won't resonate with all of you and you, all of you won't resonate with me or the members in my community or the team. That's totally cool. It's not about man on fire. It's about are you ready to grow yourself as a man? You're not going to get it from a book. You're not going to get it from one little seminar where you heard some cool stuff and you jump up and down. You're not going to get it from a CD or watching something on, on the internet. It's not happening that way. You already have enough information. 
You don't own it in your body and you don't have support in your life. You don't have challenge in your life. You're not being held accountable. So if you do resonate with Man on Fire, right, our company, my message, you can feel my authenticity. You're totally jiving with me and you want to explore if one of our coaching programs is right for you, right? We got programs that go from $2,000 up into six figures. We have free Facebook groups. We have workshops we do for $97. We have all sorts of platforms. So I don't want to hear anything from anybody about, oh, you just want our money. What are you talking about? I've been coming on for the last three years for free for hours at a time serving you guys. Stop with the victimhood if that's you thinking that. And don't follow me. And don't run your victimhood with me because it won't work. I'll call you out on that. But this is for the man that wants the next level of support, next level of challenge, and next level of accountability. You don't go into a Toyota dealership and say, I want the Ferrari. Oh, oh, you guys just want my money. Why can't you give me a Ferrari? Well, because you didn't work your ass hard enough, work hard enough to earn your right to buy yourself a Ferrari or a Lamborghini or whatever car it is. So don't be a victim. So for those of you that want higher levels of support, naturally, there's a greater investment. That's how it works in life. You want a nicer house? Work harder. Be more intelligent. Get yourself in supportive cultures that will help you rise. We all have equal ability, guys. And when you join a community of men, iron sharpens iron. You will be held to the fire. You will be held accountable to your true potential. So for those of you that are listening and you're resonating with what I'm sharing and you want to explore if one of our coaching programs is right for you, you're ready to invest your time, your resources, your energy, your finances in you, not in us, in you. If you're ready for that and you think we might be the right company and you want to explore a conversation with one of our coaches, great. And we will have our community manager reach out to you and we'll see if you're full of it or if you're genuine and sincere. I'm talking about self-respect. I'm talking about up-leveling yourself and living into your true potential. And if part of living into your true potential is you want to buy yourself things that um, you feel uh, match the level of congruence, match the level of respect that you've created for yourself, so be it. There are multimillionaires that want to take their life. There are billionaires that take their life. And there are people that, that are homeless that are much more happy than people who have all the materialistic things. So I'm not talking about being materialistic. I'm talking about for creating value for yourself and allowing your life to reflect the value you've created for yourself. And if money is not a motivator for you and you've earned plenty of it and you feel like giving it all away to charity and, and contributing it, good for you. That's freaking awesome. Everyone has different value structures. But more often than not, like recently, one of the, one of the um, guys that I coach, he had his um, 14-year-old son say, I don't want to be like you, Dad. I, I don't want to be a slave to my work. I, I all, all I want to do is make $40,000 and live in a one-bedroom home. I mean, the kid's 14. He has no context for what $40,000 is and what kind of a life you're going to have for $40,000. Now, does money buy you happiness? No, I'm not implying that. But I'm saying most of us don't have perspective. Okay, like I told my dad when I was 17 or 18, I don't need money to be happy. But I had no perspective. And I'm not saying that I do need money to be happy. What I am saying today is that I view money differently than I did when I was younger. And today, it's more a sign of self-respect. Do you need money to respect yourself? No. Do you need money to be happy? No. But can there be a correlation of self-respect and your ability to generate? You bet your ass. But more often than not, we default to a perspective that's very slippery that excuses us from taking responsibility to step up into our true potential. And I can guarantee you, for those of you that are crushing it and are making lots of money, if you don't have something in you that's philanthropic, if you don't have some form of contribution in your life, you won't be happy, right? Because we know this from the six human needs. 
The top two needs are growth and contribution. And if you're not feeding those two needs, you're not going to be fulfilled. You're not going to feel free. You can meet all the needs of the personality, the, all the egoic needs. They won't fill you. You'll wake up one day and you'll be miserable. I have it all. I have the house. I got the car. I got the wife. I got the kids. How come I'm not happy? Well, because your life was never about really growing to the standards set forth by your soul and you're not in a space of contribution. I can promise you if you get into those two last human needs, which most of us are not, you're going to have a much different life than if you're just trying to escape your, if you're just trying to support your ego and it's, and it's, uh, you know, desperate attempts to try to survive itself. All right. Let's move on here, guys. Let's move on. One more. I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into today's topic, which was, and I covered it. I covered it, but the topic was, how do you reclaim your boundaries and self-respect? Well, I can share with you this, that up until age about 40, 41, if you looked up the word pleaser in the dictionary or in the encyclopedia, for those of you, you know, back in the 70s and 60s, where they would knock on your door and sell you the encyclopedias, if you looked up the word pleaser, you'd see my picture, and I'm sure a lot of you can relate to this. Uh, I love doing good for other people. You need a ride to the airport? Yeah, no problem. You need me to help you move your house? Yeah, no problem. You need to borrow my notes before the test? Yeah, no problem. Buying gifts, doing all these these acts, these kind acts for other people. And is a part of it genuine? Of course. But what's the other part? The other part is the pleaser is really saying, please like me. And he's pleasing others. And most likely, most pleasers, they don't like controversy. They don't like conflict. They don't like things that are adversarial in nature. Why? Well, for me, I grew up in a tumultuous environment. I had my mom and my dad fighting with each other and, you know, filtered through the lens of a, of a little boy, age one, two, three, four, five, and parents screaming at each other. There's no safety. So, of course, you're going to want to get away from conflict. Of course, you're going to want to be a peacemaker. Of course, you're going to want to use humor and maybe turn to alcohol. This was my life of how I, how I tried to desperately escape my own pain. And so I compensated by making, you know, little... Uh, going off course in my personality and developing little things that, you know, protected me from feeling those hurts, but at the same time prevented me from stepping into more authenticity, right? Protected me yet prevented me, protected me from the hurt, but at the same time preventing me from really being a more full expression, more coherent and more aligned with the real version of me. So the first thing that we have to really consider if we want to reclaim our boundaries and our self-respect is we have to trade in being a pleaser and wanting to be liked for reclaiming our self-respect. And so for me, for example, you know, at age 40, I had 150 plus people at my surprise birthday party. And because I went out of my way to connect with people, I went out of my way to be liked. If you look at my history and things that have, that I've been through from my, my parents and their divorce to witnessing what I witnessed as a child to my dog dying in front of me when I was a young boy and blaming myself to being blind in my left eye for close to a month thinking I'd never see out of that eye again and feeling ugly and heinous and asking my parents, can you still love me with one eye? Naturally, I'm going to develop little schisms in my personality that take me away from my soul because I'm terrified to feel unworthy and unlovable. So next thing you know, you become this pleaser that's saying, please like me. You become this yes guy or you turn a woman into your mom and you're looking, you know, you're looking for her to mom you. And, and this is what happens to a lot of us. So, by the time I turned 50, I had about 10 or 11 people at my birthday party. But well, what's the difference? The difference is 
I traded in wanting to be liked and reclaimed my self-respect. I gave up needing other people's approval, needing other people to like me. And I traded that in for the discipline and the drive to grow myself as a man, where I realized that most of my relationships were very superficial. Did I like these people? Yes. Did they like me? Yes. You know, are they great people? Absolutely. And did they think the world of me? Absolutely. But I was never really willing to go deeper, to get more intimate, to be revealed, to be more vulnerable, to expose myself on a deeper level. Because I probably was terrified that if I show you the real me, you'll leave me or you won't love me or you won't like me. So we develop these traits. So one of the ways that you, you reclaim your self-respect is you consciously start to give up needing to be liked. You don't worry about what other people think about you. Now, this sounds great, right? Like, oh, yeah, what a great idea. How do I do Well, how do I do that? That's what we teach in our brotherhood. We teach you how to take these teachings and embody it so that you own it in your physiology. So for me, it's authentic at this point in my life. It really doesn't matter what other people's opinions are of me. Between all the guys that I coach and all the different social platforms I'm on, and you, from the hate mail, from emails to the comments that come in through Facebook and all the different platforms, it all comes at me and I have my own boundary. None of it gets to me. None of it penetrates me. None of it will impact my own um, ability to see who I am. Nobody external to me defines who I am. Whether somebody gives me a compliment or somebody gives me the middle finger, none of it matters because the only person I got to answer to is the person I see in the mirror and the person up there. And then my relationship with my wife, that will mirror back to me truly where I'm at in my own development as a man. That is what will reveal my true growth. So for you guys, this is going to be about your conscious hunger to want to grow yourself as a man so that these concepts that I'm sharing with you, you can start to embody them. But to go there, you got to be willing to dive in and do the work. You got to be willing to dig up like an archaeologist. You got to be willing to go into the depth of hell and pull out all the darkness and all the stuff that you buried, all the stuff you didn't want to feel. All of those hurts, those wounds, and those traumas, because in the center of all of them is your fuel and your leverage to be the real you. But most of us don't want to feel that stuff. We're terrified to feel it, so we try, we avoid it. And then we avoid it, and at the expense of avoiding it, next thing you know, we are not really being the authentic versions of ourselves. And that ends up you know, hurting us in life because we're going around life not being the real us. So how can you be happy when you're really just out there pleasing others? So, you know, if I were offering you guys a suggestion, a really strong suggestion, it's always the same thing. If you listen to my lives every week, I'll say the same thing. You must make a conscious decision that you are ready to grow yourself as a man. And I don't mean, oh, I'm going to read a book. Oh, I'm going to watch a video. I mean, like, get dirty. Get exposed, be vulnerable, get in the mud, get in the trenches, roll up your sleeves, get it all over you, dig in, get in a group of brothers, of men, iron sharpening iron, where you can be supported, you can be challenged, and you can be held accountable. Are you ready for that? Because if you're not, you're going to show up with the questions that come at me and the pleaser will take over, the yes man will take over, turning her into mom will take over. The gaslighter will take over. The control guy will take over. The martyr will take over. The, the guy that's uh, the rock will take over. And, and none of it's really you. It's all compensation to try to get away from your own pain. And your life moves fast. We wake up one day. We're like, where the hell did all the years go? Where did these wrinkles come from? 
when, when did all this happen? And you guys know this, the precious commodity in life is called time. You never get it back. So, you know, if I could whisper to myself at a younger age, if I could change anything, I would have gotten involved in peer groups a hell of a lot earlier. Just like a professional athlete will rise as much as his coach pushes him and the team pushes him. It's the same thing for us men. Like you want to rise, you want to grow, you want to, you want to get better with your finances, hang out with people that are crushing it. Get in their world. What seminars did they go to? What books did they read? Who are they hanging out with? What are the conversations they're having? You want to have a healthy, vibrant, intimate, loving, passionate relationship on fire? Talk to those that have it. Hang out with them. Join a group of guys that have that. That's why guys come into our community. Because we're supporting guys around finances. We're supporting guys around relationships. We're supporting guys around mission and purpose. And around the physical body. Because if you don't have a physical body that's working for you, forget it. You can have all the ideas in the world. You can have this huge mission and purpose. But if you have a body that's not working for you, it's going to be hard to carry it out. You need this physical vessel to be filled up by your soul. Illuminated. So that you're, you're on fire. You need this body working for you. It's part of being a man on fire as you fire up your body. All right. Are you guys hearing me? Are you feeling me? Are you seeing me? Is this resonating? Is this landing? What are you extracting? It's coming for you. It's coming for your soul. Soul never negotiates. She whispers in your ear and how much pain you have in your life is always in relationship to how long you want to argue with your own soul. So how do you reclaim your boundaries and self-respect, guys? Simple. First of all, see that you're violating them. See that you're violating them. See that you've allowed yourself to be violated. See where it came from. See your own game. See where you lost your voice. You lost your self-respect. You lost your boundaries. And reclaim it authentically, not at lashing out at people, not at flipping the bird to people. You know, it's coming from a place of power, right? Like when guys come at me with certain questions and, and I just, I won't even entertain it. Like, sorry, you're not playing your game with me. Right? Like I always know people's agenda. I can feel the energy of it. It's like, have a boundary. Put your hand up. No. Like Neo, no. Right? A boundary. Don't let people violate your boundary. Create a bubble around you. Let them bounce off of your boundary. Decide where your boundary is. Right? If you have a daughter, would you allow, would you allow somebody to violate her boundaries? No. And you would teach her how to not allow her boundaries physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually to be violated. So you have to do the same for yourself. So you have to start looking into your own life of where have I violated myself? Where have I violated my own soul? Because more often than not, other than when you're a little boy, people don't betray you. People don't violate you. You violate yourself. You allow it. You allow it. Are there extenuating circumstances? Yes. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about more often than not, as an adult, you have a voice. You have the ability to speak up. You have the ability to create healthy boundaries and reclaim your self-respect. What's the fastest path? Choose a path of growth. Get involved in a peer group that will hold you to the fire of your true potential. If man on fire is that group, awesome. If it's another group, awesome. But don't do nothing. Don't twiddle your thumbs on the couch thinking it's just going to matter. Oh, I'll pray on it. Well, keep praying. Keep praying all you want. But who's to say that your prayers haven't already been answered and whatever group has found you has found you? Wake up. Right? We, we have so many guys, oh, I'm going to pray on it. There's nothing to pray about. You've been thinking about this for 30, 40, 50 years. Okay? And guess what? God puts things in your path that are meant for, for you in your path. Right? You have been praying on it. That's why things appear, whether it's man on fire or something else. It's there. That's how God works. He puts people in your life at the right time. So too many of us are defaulting to, I, I got to think about it. I got to meditate on it. I got to pray about it. Like, stop it, guys. 
Get into action. Less prayer, more action. I'm not saying abandon your relationship with God. That's the most important relationship you'll ever have. But I'm saying, my God, take action. Stop with the stagnation. Stop with the defaulting to, I got to pray on it. You you don't have to pray on it. You got to get into action. That's what you need. Are you hearing me, guys? I'm talking to you. You, right there. Yeah, that guy, right there. All right. Yeah, I'm going to get into one more question here. Here we go. This gentleman writes, what do you do when you feel the fire dwindle? I want to ignite. Okay, well, I don't know what he means. Does he mean the fire dwindle within his own heart, within his own life, the fire of his passion for life to, to get after it? Does he mean the Does he mean the fire dwindles in his relationship? I don't know. But what do you do? What do you do? Same thing. Get clear that you're ready to grow. And seek out support from those that are already living it. Seek out a supportive culture, a group, a peer group that will push you and stretch you into a space of being uncomfortable. Get out of your comfort zone. You guys all know this. Growth and comfort are not friends. Remember that? The rock'em sock'em robots when you were a kid? They're not friends. Growth and comfort. What do you do to get back the fire? Hang out with people that are living in the fire, right? Some men fear the fire. Some men become the fire. Hang out with those that are already living in passion and in their power and on purpose. That's what you do. Develop rituals, discipline, decisiveness. Do the things that feed your soul. Look at, go watch my video from a few weeks ago of what's sacred. What does sacred have to do with joy in your life? I did a whole video on that of, well, where is your energy going? Is it going to porn, masturbation, strip clubs? Social media, the internet, TV, radio, sports. Where, where's your energy going? Is it going on your wife? Is it going on your health, your body? Is it going on your spirituality, your relationship with God? Like, where's your energy going? You fill up the gas tank every day. Where are you taking it? Most of you take it into like la-la land. You either take it into the depression of the past or the anxiety of the future. Or maybe you go to the good old days of the past. Or maybe you go to the fantasy of the future. You're not here. Where's your energy? So how do you get the fire back? Put your energy where it needs to go. Decide what is most important to you, what is sacred to you, and put the energy there. And if it doesn't, it's not on the list of what's most important to you, you don't feed it. With all these distractions in the world, you don't feed it. You don't notice the McDonald's sign. You don't notice the porn. You don't, you don't feed that stuff. <laughs> like a man that is unwavering and imperturbable and owns a center, like that stuff doesn't exist. You don't give in to these Little impulses. So some of you are like, well, I want that. I want that. How do I do that? Hang out with me more. Hang out with my team. Hang out with the, the men in our community that are starting to live this. So it's not just you getting it here. You get it in your body. This I wasn't always like this. I was a softy. I was yin. I was passive. You know, I had to wait for life to come to me. I, I would never knew how to take the bull by the horns. But it was in me. It was just dormant. So I'm here to wake you guys up. Let's wake up that fire. All right. What are you guys hearing? What are you hearing? All right. I am, uh, I am going to address one last question and then, uh, there'll be two that I'll get to next week. So the last question that I'll address and then we'll call it a day. This gentleman writes, what are you talking about? This gentleman writes, I'm talking about in our free Facebook group. You can submit questions in the question thread and I will come on here and I will address them. He writes, I have a hard time communicating with my spouse and it always comes out as anger. 
I don't know how to reconnect with my family. I feel like an outsider. How can I change this? Such a beautiful question. And to all the guys that submitted questions, thank you. Thank you for being vulnerable and exposing yourself. I'm not saying your names because only in the private Facebook group I would do that. But these these videos are being shown on other platforms and you didn't sign up for, on for that. So I'm protecting your privacy. But kudos to all of you guys for having the courage to expose yourself and make yourself vulnerable and allow us to all grow and learn together. So thank you for that. So, you know, what am I really hearing within his share is that there's aspects and elements of this man, like many of us, that feels a little bit inferior or insecure about his wife. There's a good chance that he turned her into mom or the school teacher where he's looking for her approval and he's walking on eggshells, tiptoeing on broken glass, worried that she's going to get upset. And then as soon as he starts feeling stupid or unworthy or unlovable, how he tries to regain his power is he uses force, which is a no-no. Power versus force. David Hawkins, you don't want to use force. You want to be in your power, which means your heart's online. And when we start using force, we start turning to frustration and anger and rage. And we're doing that to try to control the situation. But the reality is it's inauthentic and it's not coming from a clean place. It's coming from and being fueled by your own lack of worth. So what would I recommend to this gentleman is you have to surrender into the feelings that you're trying to avoid. So give yourself permission to go surrender into feeling like you're not good enough or unworthy. Surrender into your feelings of anger or frustration or rage in a healthy way, right? Like take out a pillow, yell into the pillow, yell into your arm. Don't do it around people that you haven't had social permission for that where you scare somebody. Don't do anything to harm yourself or harm others, but get with the energy because anything that we resist will persist. Anything that we don't um, face, it's owning us, right? We have an expression in our community, face and feel. You got to face and feel what you've been running from. So he's probably running from feelings of inadequacy, feelings of unworthiness, and um, feelings of feeling, you know, stupid or dumb. And so whatever feelings you guys listening to this, you've been trying to avoid, um, you have to at some point turn around and face the lion and dive into the center of those feelings. Now, in our community, in our different coaching programs, we teach you certain breathing techniques. We teach you ways of literally learning how to feel the feelings that you've been avoiding feeling. How do you surrender into the feelings of, of not feeling good enough or not feeling lovable or feeling isolated and alone like an outsider? How do you learn to feel anger and rage and frustration? We teach that. That's what men need to learn. We need to learn how to be with our emotions, how to be vulnerable with our emotions so we can be more available in our heart, more available to our wife, more available to our kids, more available to humanity by being more in our body. So it's super important that you learn how to face and feel the emotions that you've been running from. So that's my first suggestion for this man and then to just have like an honest you know conversation with your wife about recognizing like I know it's coming from feelings of inadequacy and I know that you deserve more than this and I'm really gonna do my best to work on myself to to change how I'm interacting with you because you deserve more I know I'm better than this you deserve more our family deserves more now, is it about using my languaging now it, it has to be authentic for you but I'm, I'm giving you the, the feeling the context of where you need to be coming from and uh, we really learned and grew together through the questions that were submitted. It's presenting us all an opportunity to grow together as men, which I'm always so grateful for. And I'm always going to be a stand for men to rise in this world and for us to become the, the guardian and the, the gatekeeper, uh, the protector of the feminine heart. And for all of us as men to grow together and take on greater levels of leadership for ourselves, our families, and for humanity. Because... We really need more masculine leadership in today's world. This is what will make this world a different place. 
And it's an honor to be of service to each and every one of you that have been following me, whether it's in my free Facebook group, whether it's in one of my higher-end coaching programs. It's just always an honor and a joy to be able to serve you guys. So thank you for giving me that gift and allowing me to share my gifts with you. And I look forward to seeing you guys on next week's live. And again, for those of you that want to explore one of our coaching programs, if you're you're ready to invest money, resources, time, energy, you're in a space where you know uh, the responsible thing to do is to to grow yourself and up-level yourself, and you want to see if one of our programs is right for you, let us know. And we'll have that discovery conversation with you. And if it's not right for you, that's totally okay. And if you're not ready for that, that's okay as well. Continue to follow me on these um, Facebook and YouTube and other social platforms. All right, guys, so much love. I'll see you next week. It is your man on fire mentor, David Miller, saying have a beautiful evening or afternoon or morning, depending upon where you're tuning in from in the world. So much love, guys. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to click subscribe so you never miss an episode. Then share with your friends and leave us a raving review. To connect with David, you can find him at www.manonfirerising.com or on Facebook. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Man on Fire Rising podcast with David Mailer.